0: It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. This episode is near and dear to my heart. I sat down with my dad. I can't wait for you to listen and hear all about the things he's learned about being a connected papa. Welcome dad.
1: Hi, welcome. My name is Chuck and I am Michelle's father and I'm here to tell you what my experiences are or share with you what my experiences are with peace and parenting. So Yeah.
0: Okay, well thank you for being willing to to share your story with us and Let's just talk about first, you know, like what are the major differences you see between the way in which you were parented or the way in which you parented my sister and I compared to the way in which we parent the girls today?
1: Well, I think the major difference is that it, when when I was raised and when I was raising you, I followed suit with the philosophy that children are are children and children is something separate from people in, in some way. And, and I think that. That now I look at your children and my grandchildren, I treat them more as peers and more as people that I can interact with and as as you know, the old the old saying used to be children are are to be seen and not heard, children right. are to be, you know, something on the shelf, children are something separate from humanity. Mm-hmm. And now I've joined them into the rest of us. Yeah. I guess the major philosophical difference.
0: And how does it feel? What's the, the the feeling that's different when you parent them or grandparent them as opposed to the way in which you either felt or or you felt as a kid or you felt as a parent before?
1: Well, I think we used to be compelled, compelled to discipline and to guide with a with a more iron hand than than, than what we do now. Now we become more involved with somebody like they're, you know, they're they're more a friend. They're right. they're more they're they're not they're not like a like a a subject right. or a possession you know. But
0: a lot of people will of say this. like you can't be your kid's friend. You know you hear. Well, that I don't often. think you
1: necessarily can be can, can can Well, that's not really true of a grandparent.
0: Let's well, that's that. true. Yeah,
1: a grandparent can be more of a friend than a parent. I think those roles are vastly different. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think that I think the key is no, I don't I don't treat I don't I treat them more as a friend than you do. Yeah. Um, because I can. You know, well, yeah, you don't I mean, have I, to have all the I, I'm limits. The, I'm the guy that they can go to, you know, mom is really mean. And I go, yeah, I know she really is. You know, she's, she's mean. She does this and she is, I go, and I go yeah, that sucks. I don't, I, I hear you. <laughs> she she is.
0: Really you know, leaning into the empathy. More,
1: I can be more, more on a peer level than you can be, but I'm still yeah. not, not their equal and, and not their friend in, mm-hmm. in, in, in all the other ways that, that friendship occurs. But I am more on their level and connect and can connect on a different level than you do.
0: Definitely. So, but what do you, were you skeptical when you first, when I first started using this and talking about it and saying, Oh yeah, we're not, Oh, use it I because-
1: thought it was to- total, total bull. That's what I thought it was <laughs> when I first heard about it. I mean, I've told stories about you to people that got great laughter about your, your method- methodology. I can, you know, old people like to tell stories, but so <laughs> I would tell a story about sitting around the, table one time and i think esme was probably 8 years old and she was just having a total meltdown screaming and crying and doing this and you're looking at her and going oh michelle i'm so sorry you're having these feelings and you know i i wish i could solve them for you but i really can't i've got to let you work yourself through this and become your own emotional support and blah 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 and and she looked at me and said, Mom, if you really love me, you would fix this for me. And you say, Well, I can't really fix everything for you. You've got to experience this stuff. And P is over in the corner, you know, playing with her Legos and stuff. And she looked up at you and she goes, Mom, I think you've lost her. And you know, <laughs> that, that's the kind of the way, that's kind of the way I looked at the at, at at the whole issue for 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 a while until I started figuring out that it was really easier for me to join. Than to resist. So mm-hmm. um, my resistance is over.
0: And do you think if you, let's say, you know, I don't know, let's say things were different, do you think that you would ever go back to parenting using, you know, control or consequences or whatever? If, let's say. Oh,
1: no, no, of course not. It's not, it's not, it's not effective. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know from experience that this is a much more effective way. It's just this requires a person to develop a toolbox that. They may not necessarily have possessed in the past, and you know the main tool is patience. Yeah, and you ha- and you do have to kind of let them. You know, I think I said before. You know, we kind of recognize them as as people, and more treat them on, on on a on a level of humanity. But we have to recognize that they are still handicapped people because they don't have the emotional tools to deal. With what's going on in their life. And they have to learn, they have to develop those tools and you have to recognize that, that they're going to make mistakes. You know, they're going to come off at you in in a way that's inappropriate. They're going to, and in the past, I mean, those children have said stuff to me that if you would have said it to me, you would have been locked away or slapped (sighs) or put in your room or I never would have slapped you, but there would have been, there have been discipline going on. You know, when when I, when I sit in the room and as me telling me that she's got a problem and she wants me to fix it for her. And I go, well, you know, I really can't, I can't really fix that for you. I'm so sorry. That sucks. And then she goes, and excuse my French, but she goes, are you so effing stupid that you can't fix this for me? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's something that could, you know, the normal reaction is to is to react to that in a, in a, in a negative way and to take it personally and to take that. I'm not gonna let my child cuss at me. I'm not gonna let him do that. He's kind of got to go silent yeah. Let them sit and work through it by themselves a little bit. I took my stand that I'm not going to fix it for her. Mm-hmm. And I just don't react to that outburst.
0: What do you see happen afterwards? Well,
1: after a while, she'll come around. Yeah. But that's why that's where it takes the patience because you got to let her come around on her own. Right. Without, and does she? Without doing, oh, of course, of course she yeah. does. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes sooner, right? sometimes not. That's right. Sometimes it's with ESME, it's more immediate with yeah. Pia, who's a little bit younger, I don't know if it's age or not, but or personality takes Pia a little longer,
0: mm-hmm. takes
1: Pia a little longer to come around. But yeah. they both come around eventually. And yeah. if they don't, it's no big deal. They'll get a chance to come around next time.
0: Well, I was going to say, too, like, I think old school way of thinking or conventional parenting says like, oh, well, our, our kids should have the tools to regulate their emotions from day one. And no one ever thinks, well, these kids are still learning how to regulate themselves. We don't even know how to regulate ourselves. They
1: don't have a regulator.
0: No, but no. I don't think I do either. Well, I mean, well, no. I do. Well, we,
1: well, we, we, we all, we're all developing at no matter what your age is. You're all, we're all developing the ability to regulate ourselves.
0: But and, we, I think we expect the kids to be born like, Oh, you, you have to regulate.
1: Well, if you're dumb, you expect them to. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, I but, think we all were dumb because we were duped into society tells us that. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And they just, they, they don't, but you gotta, you gotta let them not. Right. That's the that's the key. You have to allow them not to without going. Go to your room and close the door till you feel better. Right. You know that's what I was told on my table. If I'm crying and upset as a child, you go in your room and when you're through crying, you can come back out. Right. That was my emotional support.
0: Well, that doesn't work.
1: That didn't work very well. No. I, I, it eventually eventually you overcome that.
0: Well, event, or you just stuff your feelings so much that you just decide I'm not going to have them or I'm. You don't gonna...
1: stuff them, but when you're about sixty, you unstuff them.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> while your 18-year-old's also unstuffing theirs and that becomes really good.
1: Right, you join them in the unstuffing. Uh Uh-huh.
0: I love the holidays and have tried in years past to create a warm experience for my girls. Often my expectations were dashed because I failed to make connection the center of my holiday plans. And I also failed to use connection when I struggled during those holiday events. This year, I created a free guide how to navigate the six trickiest holiday moments it's designed to help you with travel food relatives gifts divorce and a few others that are hard to unravel during the holidays go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash holidays and download your free guide today or find the link in the show notes i'm wishing you a warm and happy holiday season How are the relationships you have with the girls and how are they different than, let's say, the relationship you had with your parents or the relationship even, even with you had with, with Beth and I when we were younger?
1: Well, I, we've already talked about how it's different in terms of the fact that we tr- the way they're treated.
0: Well, how do you feel about the bond you guys have?
1: Is oh, it's, it- a much, it's, a much, it's a much tighter bond and they're much more, These these people are much more free to tell me. Things that I would never have told my parents, you or know, or grandparents, my, or grandparents. away. I mean, yeah. Esme asked me what she should wear when she goes out, you know, and <laughs> so I she goes, well, what about this, Papa? Does this look okay? Will this be okay? Is this appropriate? And I go, yeah, it looks, you know, but yeah. I, that would never happen. No, you know? that would and, that would never never happen with any of them, and you know, they're just much more forthcoming. Yeah, and, and I think they're more at ease. Mm-hmm. They feel. Well, they feel more accepted because they're, they are more accepted. They're accepted for where they are and who they are.
0: They feel like then, people because you treat them like people.
1: Well, even if they're not people, they're, they're at least accepted to not be people. You know, right. they're accepted at the level at that they're, they're at. Some level whatever of... Whatever they're doing is, is, is acceptable. Even their outbursts are acceptable. Yeah. So...
0: What do you think the biggest benefit is to parenting this way? for you and even for other people like me that you've seen do it, or what do you, and I guess that's a good question too. Like when you look at me parenting them, because I'm, you know, you're the grandparent, that's different. You get this special relationship where you don't have to really have boundaries or anything. But um, when you see me parenting them, what do you notice?
1: Of course I can't speak for you or what's inside. But But only for, for, for what I see. And it just seems to me that. I don't know. It's just it's not easier, it's not harder. No. It's just different.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think maybe the main difference is that you don't have to take responsibility for their behavior.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you can be guiding and you can be reaction you can be reactionary and you can be you can let them know it's not appropriate but you don't let them know it's not appropriate with how many lashes they get. Right. Or do they have to go to their bedroom or they ha- or they have to do this. They have to do that. You can be, it's, it's more involved. Right. It's more, it's more here. I'm letting you know why what you're doing is not appropriate or not acceptable. And there's reasoning behind it. Right. Before that there, there was never any of that before mm-hmm. you did it because I said, so that's right. why you did it. You know what, right. why? Because I said, so you little punk, you know, <laughs> that would be kind of the deal. But it's not that way anymore. It's not because I said so. It's not even because of anything. It's it's this is the result of your behavior, right? And let it let it rest at that. This is yeah. the result of your behavior, and that's where you just let it set. Yeah,
0: that's all you there let is it, to sit. it, and that's they all there is to it. They, they do it naturally learn from their mistakes. They really do, or from their they missteps. do. And it's
1: a lot easier for me, you know. Well, yeah, it's because
0: you they don't you don't have to damage your relationship by telling them they're wrong.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you don't have to. You don't have to have the guilt of discipline you know, have that guilt that comes along with that. You're relieved in a way Mm -hmm. um, from not having the responsibility of being a disciplinarian.
0: Well, I think, and and I think there's a lot of that. Even people who really deeply believe in punishments, it doesn't come, it comes at a cost. It really does. It it feels awful to yell at at your kids.
1: No, it Mm -hmm. has emotion. It has an emotional toll. Yeah, it definitely does. No doubt. Yeah. And we, I think that emotional toll often is justified because, well, that's my parental duty. Right. And so therefore I'm going to accept that guilt from doing whatever I did that actually is, I mean, we're just trying to be not mean spirited. Right. Not harsh. You know, you're trying to be a helpful, more helpfully involved than being, than being nasty and mean and, yeah. and putting yourself in the superior role. But it's not our fault be because there.
0: we've been told like, if you don't, if you're not harsh with your kids then they'll never learn. And then you'll have these kids that are running rampant in society who don't know any better because if unless that's the only way to teach them is to be harsh.
1: Don't you wish you could put a cap on and know what your children are going to say when they're 40 Yeah. about how they're parenting in so much of a better way than you did?
0: Well, (laughs) I already said my kids for sure are going to go to therapy and said I did and I did everything wrong. Right. Even though I'm like working so hard to do everything right.
1: (laughs) Generationally, I think we we grow, we grow, yeah. we, we learn and the next generation will maybe be able to learn to learn more than than what we have when we hope. Yeah. So, but I, I always wonder what they're going to say. You can't believe what my mom used to do in parenting. She used to do this. I I can't wait. I'm I'm
0: curious what they'll say. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just hope you live long enough to see it. Yeah.
0: Let's hope. Jeez. Okay. Tell me what, what's your advice to anyone, either parent or, but mostly grandparents, like what's your advice to those people out there who are grandparents who are saying like, you know, my, my kids are trying to do this crazy thing.
1: I think the biggest single tool that I have learned is that and it's so hard to it's it's a it's it's it relieves you so much and it's such a great relief and it it's so it's such an easy concept and so hard to do because because it has to be done in exactly the moment when a child's behavior inflames you and creates this huge bolt of anxiety for you. Learn in your tool chest to take a breath. Mm-hmm. And to pause and to not react in that moment and, and actually make a conscious decision, what's the right move here? Mm-hmm. That's the key for me. Mm-hmm. I have to take a breath. Because sometimes what they do or say to me will take my breath away. It's yeah. so alarming. Yeah. And I have to learn to pause before I act. Yeah, And maybe I learn to pause and learn that the best action is no action at mm-hmm. all. Because it's really, it's really their problem. Totally. It's really. Especially teenagers. Problem. So I don't have to let their problem become my problem. Yeah. I don't have to assume that I can let them grow and let them learn and keep my ass out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, they to a also large, do, to a large extent. They have their own internal shame around it, right? They already immediately feel the shame. Yeah.
1: But I, my, I got to take care of myself too. Yeah. And I have to be. I have to let let myself know it's okay. It's not my job to fix it. Yeah. It's just not my job to fix what what they're because they have these emotional, they have this emotional learning process. It's gonna swing and swing and left and right. They're they're 13 and 14 and 15 years old. Hey, whoa, they're gonna swing all over the place. I don't have to swing with them. Yeah. I don't have to go with them. I can stay steady. Mm-hmm. I can be calm. I can be the calming force in the whole action. And I can just they know from my reaction whether it's okay or not. Sometimes yeah. your silence is the best, is the best tool. Yeah. You know, just hey, let it go. Yeah. You know,
0: but there's so, a difference between silence and withdrawal too, which I want to well, make
1: a. Of course, yeah. Of course, you're still no, you when you're silent, that doesn't mean you're not standing right there looking at him in the eye.
0: Yeah, and you being know, you're warm right there still with him.
1: You're you're right there with him, and you go, you know, you, you maybe your best reaction is go, yeah, that really sucks.
0: Yeah, empathy. Yeah,
1: I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. That really sucks. I use that a lot. Yeah. That's that's a tool that that's like a go-to for me. If I don't know what to do. I empathize.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. I think that's a good tool for grandparents because you got—you were never taught that as a kid. You were never. No,
1: we were never. If you actually think about it, it's like I said—they're people, right? right. That's a good tool anywhere.
0: Totally, you can use it on me and Beth
1: too. Well, that's a good tool in the grocery store when somebody runs over your foot with the cart. You know, that's a good—that's a good tool everywhere. Just let it. It's okay.
0: Do you use this stuff with Beth and I? You think some of it
1: now? Yeah. Well, now I do, of course. I yeah. use it in all my relationships now. Yeah. Yeah. it's I don't think it's it's not just the learning process for these little people. It's yeah. also a learning process for these larger people that I deal with every day. Yeah. A lot of times people do stuff that, you know, I don't have to take it on. No. I just let it go. Somebody cuts you off in, on the freeway and rubs across your front fender and drives off. With, you know, that's, sometimes you just got to go, oh, well, okay. Yeah. You can that's get it. mad if you want. You can yell and scream at the earth and at God and all the stuff, but it's not going to do any good.
0: No, it you isn't. Take
1: a deep breath and let her go. Yeah.
0: Anything else? Any last pieces of wisdom? Any?
1: No, I think we're all good. I mean, yeah, I, th- unless you have more.
0: nothing to say to the grandparents out there. Yeah, because... I got
1: one thing to say. What a great, what a great spot being a grandparent is because, you know, we're even better. We're so much better to do peace and parenting than parents are. Yeah. because we really, we really don't have a role. I mean, oh. there, there's no way that I ever, ever, I ever have any need to discipline. All no. I got to do is follow the rules. And I go, go "Ah, Yeah, that's your mom's rules. They're not my fault. You're right. She's mean to you. Look how mean she is to me. So, you know, it's a great spot to be in.
0: Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You don't have I to, I got
1: no responsibilities here. I you don't have to really there.
0: have limits because everything, it's everything, My limits.
1: Everything for me is a win.
0: Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. I can't wait to get there.
1: Yeah. Good luck. I'm
0: So sick of being the parent.
1: Yeah. Well, I, 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 that sucks, honey. I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> Thanks dad. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, dad. We so very much appreciate it. And I just want to say out there, I, the relationship I see these girls having with him is like, it chokes me up. It's so beautiful. So
1: Okay, goodbye.
0: Okay, thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.